we have not anticipated fans taking the entire can and upending it. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. My plan is to cry a lot and then no, I'm actually going to do well. Who am I kidding? I'm great. Thankfully, the Red Bulls decided to score some points. I personally am not trying to be a homer or anything, but uh, Joe Rallis. Portland shouldn't be on the playoffs this year because they can't get their act together. 11 mils sitting on your bench, just sitting there when you could invest it into any other position. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of round 27 and preview of Double Game Week 28. This episode is brought to you by Glitter and Fairy Wings, a movie by Michael Denton starring Jason Wiskovich. Uh, no, no, I mean uh, brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the fantastic subreddit community of r slash MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss, and tonight I'm joined by Simon Thwaites, Jason Wiskovich, and Mr. Mike Denton. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? What hello, up? Hello, friends, and hello, trolls. <laughs> hello, <laughs> trolls, indeed. Yes, for those of you who did not understand the brought to you by at the just a few seconds ago, uh, you need to pay more attention to the Twitter exchanges between Jason and various other people on the internet. Yes, uh, typically uh, BYU fans or trolls with seven followers. Um, yeah, go use. Fortunately, none of that is involved for this podcast because we're all about fantasy MLS. But when they say stick to MLS, you fairy, then all my MLS fairy peeps get involved. Man, I don't appreciate these trolls coming out of... First, you have seven followers. Why are you on Twitter? Like, no disrespect, <laughs> but you're irrelevant. <laughs> Secondly, you have you have seven followllowers and you go and you use some homophobic language about exactly. soccer. You're such a stereotypical exactly. clown. Exactly. Trolls suck. Boo. <laughs> you just are gonna you have ugly boogers, you stupid trolls. <laughs> oh wow. It's getting go back under your bridge. It's getting but look, it it gave us the image of Jason in fairy wings and that kept me through the whole afternoon so you That's know true. some good out of the situation well perhaps, Jason, perhaps that will have to be a sacco gift or a penalty sometime it's better than columbus's jersey so i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> oh well enough on that let's let's get on guys how did you do for round 27 um i ended up with some amount of points that was not very good um, I'm gonna have to go and look at. I, it I'll was start. 69 points. It was 69 points, and I fell one spot to fourth overall. That last half an hour of that LA game just wrecked me. I was like up in second, and then people gained like 20 points on me in the last half an hour. So I'm pretty mad about that 69 points. Haha. -ha. <laughs> um, I would never be mad about 69 personally, but uh, I'm at 73. Uh, moved up. Um, yeah, I, I didn't take any negatives, uh, brought in Valerian Diaz, which both did very well for me. Keen zero obviously hurt me, but captaining David Villa was fantastic. Ola Kamara, I love you, bro, but come on, man. You got to do better on those PKs. Killing my fantasy team. Yeah, I, I did 74. Uh, I took the zero, um, thanks to Robbie Keen. Um, I, I used my wild card this week and. While I was glad because I didn't have any of the players who scored well this week, um, definitely was hoping for more. Thanks again, Robbie. So you did use your wild card. Yeah. Okay. And Jason and Simon, did you? No. Nope. I, 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 I pulled the trigger on my wild card about two hours ago. Hey, okay, me we'll too. Get to that. We'll get to that soon. I also did not use my wild card. I thought I was going to eat a couple of more zeros and I, than I ended up doing, but uh, – um, our favorite low point or low cost player from Dallas ended up playing for like eight minutes, uh, <laughs> pulled me at a point there. So I just ended up eating one zero, brought in Mullins and Via and Captain Via. So that worked out for me. I only got 55 points overall. My defense didn't really come through. I was also like you, Simon, some of those, those goals in the, the Dallas game and the LA game were, were heartbreakers for me, but I did not expect to do high this round as I, mentioned on Twitter and on my MLS article. I thought this round should throw around. I don't think I was disproven when the average points are 39. I didn't look up the average points for people in the top 2,000 or 1,000, but still, I'm not concerned about this because, unlike Mike, 
the rest of us have wild cards, and we'll be talking about how to take advantage of that later in the show. But let's not leave round 27 too quickly. General thoughts and impressions about round 27, anybody? David V is the boss. David V, what about Fat Frank? He's still fat, but he's a boss. Okay, we'll, we'll talk more about lucky. him later as well, but I just like saying Fat Frank. Uh, yeah, that was the most exciting game of of the whole round. And I guess we kind of thought that everyone was high on, on Via, high on Mullins with him coming back to New York City. Mike, as the resident New York City fan, what did you think of that game? Um, I, I thought it was kind of typical New York City. They gave up a lot of chances. DC couldn't convert uh, as many as they really should have. Then, of course, they gave up the late set-piece goal to equalize and and the shocker, somehow we ended up winning that. Um, I mean, as far as fantasy, you know, Lampard's obviously pretty good. Mullins had his chances, even though he didn't score. So, I mean, VF, Lampard, Mullins, they're all pretty good options going forward. Um, that's kind of the general takeaways from that game. I mean, honestly, this whole week wasn't a whole lot of surprises uh, other than maybe uh, Chicago uh, stomping philadelphia without bedoya and, uh, and then colorado giving up two to the revs but i mean i think most of it it was kind of what we expected red bulls beating vancouver um la 2-1 over columbus you know just kind of one of the mill nothing nothing too um crazy going on this week anybody disagree oh i thought it was a pretty boring week to be honest <laughs> it does yeah. that's that's Col- where things can be colorado defense um, don't know what's going on there. Uh, Philadelphia is very inconsistent. Chicago is extremely inconsistent. Uh, Portland, uh, you know, dropping three or uh, Dallas dropping three goals on Portland. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty standard because MLS weeks or week, I should say. Let's get into our fantasy impressions because I want to say something about Colorado real quick, and it's an it's an away defense, so. For the most of the year, they were just rocking it at home or away, and now they're going a bit more back to what you would expect. The team is not always going to be that solid on the road, more solid at home. So I'm not I'm not in the dumpster with Colorado because it, it is an away game. It is a bit more shocking that it was two New England who have had a hard time getting it together, but but still um, not going to be ready to just clean house with Colorado just because of some away losses. And I can't agree with you more. Whoever said it, I think it was you, Mike, um, or Simon, whoever, maybe both of you. But Philadelphia's defense uh, without Bedoya, no. I mean, <laughs> I I think that was Mike who said that because it wasn't me. But yeah, I, I I don't know. We've I, we've seen like Philadelphia is pretty dependent upon a big two way midfielder to be successful. So I don't I don't know if that's necessarily a surprise, but maybe it's a a reinforcement. And maybe with Colorado, you know. They've kind of been overperforming, I think is fair to say. It's like they don't really meet the eye test when you watch that team of a team that was just like on top of the supporters' shield standings for a while. And now, you know, they're still a very good team, but I think we're kind of seeing, oh, you know, FC Dallas really is the best team um, in MLS, which you could probably tell by, again, the eye test and just kind of how they've played when everyone is healthy. But they, they're looking good. They're undefeated at home, although I guess you could say the same thing for the top four teams in the Western Conference, actually, are think, all think, undefeated uh, at Kansas home. I think Kansas City is the same way. Uh, no. Um, the undefeated at home teams are Dallas, Salt Lake, Colorado, and L.A. Kansas City is 9-4-1 and one at home. Oh, sorry. I was looking at the last few games. I was looking at the last six games. I believe it's 40. Kansas City makes it in there. Ah. But, yeah, round 27 – I still believe it's pretty throwaway. Maybe some of you disagree, but my thoughts, I think, are just solidified based on these results. But that's in the past. Now it's time for round 28, the double game week. I don't know if I want to say that we've all been waiting for. Maybe that's in a a little bit, but a much better week to come off of this bye round of of just awful. Uh, The teams that are playing double games this round, Montreal Impact, LA Galaxy, Orlando City SC, and Real Salt Lake. Nobody is on a bye, thank goodness. But yet, not all of the players are in play. So, Mike, injuries. Okay, well, um, 
As far as players out with international duties, I think the only ones that are going to be on your fantasy radar are Molino and Laren. Um, the World Cup qualifier is um, Tuesday night, right, honestly, right now as we're recording this. Um, so any player who has international duty is missing um, the first game of the double game week. Um, I, like I said, I think that's only Molino and Laren. Uh, Robbie Keane. According to Kevin Baxter, he did not make the trip to uh, Salt Lake, so he is out for the first game. Um, he said the, the report is supposedly he should he could should come back for the um, match against Orlando, but at this point, I don't believe a word that comes out of Los Angeles. So I, I would stay away from Robbie Keane at, at this point. Uh, yeah, Adam Serrano. Yeah, I mean that. That, that's ridiculous. I, I don't know if y'all want to let me go on a rant here, but it's absolutely ridiculous that you get a straight question. You answer it with saying he's going to be available. Then he's not available. He's not even in the 18. Not even in the 18 for international duty for no reason. And then just send out laughing jokes like, ha, 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 like, who cares? Like, you know what? Like, I, I have care because, you know, like, I mean, heck, like, I just do this as a hobby. I was pissed off all sun, s- Saturday night because I had put out information that was wrong. And I don't think it's too much to expect that people whose jobs it is to put out accurate information should care like a little bit. Preach. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Adam Serrano, that's that's a joke. Um, I'll get off the soapbox. Drogba. Um, he was supposed to be out this week, but according to their coach today, everyone is healthy. So, thankfully, we get their lineups before. Um, so, plan on him playing right now, but have a contingency plan in case he doesn't. Uh, Malice, he had had a red card in the Toronto match, but that has been rescinded, so he'll be available to play. Um, as far as non-double game week teams, Irwin is back healthy, so if, if you're still riding Bono, you can't anymore. Uh, Bingham, <laughs> no update on his injury. It looks like he had a back injury. Uh, he's likely out this week, but I haven't seen anything firm on that. Higuain returned to action, so if you're looking to get him back uh, for a Columbus player, he's good. Uh, Matt Hedges looked like he suffered a concussion uh, towards the end of the match this week. Uh, he played through it, uh, but, you know, concussions, it's always hard to tell. Uh, I would expect with an Open Cup match coming up that he would miss uh, this match at least. Uh, Grella and Moyle are suspended for uh, the Red Bulls. For Houston, Cubo Torres has been loaned out for the year, so he's done. Uh, Agus, or Agus and Horst are likely out for this week as well. Uh, and Clint Dempsey, we don't have an update on his health. I'm assuming he's out at least this week, um, and obviously maybe more, um, uh, depending on um, what whenever the test results come back for him. Yeah, oh, Clint Dempsey. Uh, I just wouldn't count on him being back. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like season-ending, but they have Yeah, that. I'm, I don't know. I, I don't want to think that I have some sort of real inside information, but I've heard some rumors, and none of them are good. Does that impact your feelings on Ladero going forward? No. Yes. Okay. Yes. Really? Okay, well, then well, I'll add that to a question we ask later. <laughs> Continue. Uh, I think the only one... Um, that I missed was Acosta from DC. Um, he's going to be out on yellow card accumulation. Uh, I think that's all the discipline we're going to have since there weren't that many games this past week. So um, yeah, that's, that's the injury report. That's all I've got. And to touch base on what Mike said, obviously if you are listening to this podcast tonight on the sixth world cup games are going on right now, while you're listening to the podcast, appreciate you are. And uh, for those of you who are interested in the Open Cup, that is on September 21st, which is smack dab in between rounds 29 and 30. So that is the game that Mike was talking about with the Open Cup final game. Well, I think it's I think it's the 13th. Is it moved? I, I had it on the 21st next. on this. Yeah, I, that, well, that's what I had originally had it, but I saw that it was on the 13th. Let me double check that. Okay, well, you check on that and we will get an update very shortly. So Mike already touched on who are not going to be around due to some of these qualifiers. Keep that in mind when you're making your wildcard teams. Do you guys think that any of these players like Kleschen are going to be making it back in time for the wildcard? Yeah, I mean, it'd be 
pretty weird if Sasha wasn't um, back because he plays on the 11th, which is, you know, five days from now. It seems pretty reasonable to expect that he'd be back and ready for that one. That's a while. Okay, just checking. A few people were wondering how that was going to impact uh, their teams, so keep well, those like in calm, mind. Like a calm, I think. I'm not sure. I haven't checked the lineups, but it doesn't. Didn't he start tonight for Trinidad and Tobago? Or no, he's Ghana, right? For Ghana? Yeah, he's Ghana. Who Who is for Trinidad and Tobago? Those playing tonight? Molino. Molino. I'm sorry, that's who I was thinking of. Um, so he possibly probably won't play on Wednesday. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking at U.S. Soccer's website. The um, Open Cup final is on the 13th. Okay, so that has been moved. So that is right in between rounds 28 and 29. So be aware of that for your transfers. I guess it mostly is impacting Dallas, but um, keep that in mind when going forward. We have some great rounds in 28, 29, and 30, and 31. So this is a nice time to really make up some ground. And we have some questions to help you get prepped for that but before we go there of course as always i'm going to mention patreon our website that's set up where you can help donate to our podcast to just help us continuing to provide what i hope you find to be valuable content throughout the entire season for these last two seasons uh, special update for patreon our pint glasses have come in so for those of you in that $10 and higher range, the pint glasses are in and I will start shipping those out Friday because I'm not going to work on Friday and I'll have time to go to the post office. For those of you who may want the pint glasses, I am sorry I am not set up tax-wise to be able to do any kind of direct purchases to sell them. But next season, we will maybe open up some additional slots for donations to help those of you earn the pint glass who may want to do that. They're really sweet. Uh, I'm going to be posting a picture soon on our Patreon website and then onto Twitter later on. I think you guys are going to be real impressed. If you like this sort of thing, then consider donating to our podcast. It's You can give us a, a lump sum if you'd like. You can also set up to have it be monthly donations to our podcast. It helps us cover our fees that we have for our hosting with SoundCloud and uh, some of the swag that we bought this year, which we're not going to have to buy again for a while. So we can use the rest of that money to do other things like a dedicated website for MLS Fantasy Insider and prizes for our head-to-head -head league. Actually, not the head-to-head -head league this time, the the uh, classic league and maybe the head-to-head -head leagues in the future. It just depends. Everything that we get, we put back into the show, we put back into the game to help have our fans, which is you all, just have more fun and just make it be enjoyable for everybody. So we're not getting rich off of this, but it is a way for you to help support us to take the time that we do to provide this for us. So if you are interested in helping, you can go to www dot patreon that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash m-l-s-f-i and as always if you don't give but you do listen i will always love you simon and jason will not though my love is hard to earn what can i say yes it's at least three dollars so moving <laughs> on our questions Steep this price. is why you came for help with this next round round 28 double game week questions starting it out with something on the minds of many people pros and cons of using your wild card now i can only imagine that a lot of people who did not use their wild card last round not you mike are thinking about using it now maybe you're going to hold off and use it a little bit later in 31 or maybe even 32 which you're crazy but okay so guys Quick, a little bit, pros and cons of using the wild card now versus using it sometime in the near future. I mean, you probably want to use it now, right? Because you get the free one again in 33. Am I right, guys? Correct. Yes, sir. Okay. So you only got so many more weeks. I have used mine. I, I used it earlier today. Um, you got this big double game week. You can get your team full of double game week players. You can kind of take care of what's been a little bit of a rash of injuries and national team call-ups and kind of reset your team. Seems like the perfect time to do it. Otherwise, you don't have a whole ton of opportunities that are real great to maximize what your wild card could do for you, uh, maybe into round 31 when there's another big double game week. But honestly, a couple of those teams are, you know, Montreal and Orlando are the same ones that you have this week. And in between then, you know, there's not some terrible matchups for those teams. So 
I mean, if you were going to use it in round 31, I'd probably just use it now, and then you could use the transfers between now and then to get your team all amped up for that double game week. Then there's this weird bye week in in thir- bye week and double game week in 32, but I don't know why you'd want to use your wild card then when it only really works for one round and a really weird round at that. Seems kind of bizarre to me. So I'd use it this week, but you know if you're if you're up there in like the top ten with me and you want to hold off, maybe you should go for that because I'd I'd really like to. You know, either leave you further in the dust or catch up to you. But I think if you want to do well, you probably should use it this week. Yeah, my thoughts are uh, along the same lines of that. Um, I think it was absolutely dumb if you used it last week. Um, a lot of people knee-jerked and did that just because they thought that taking a negative four, taking a negative eight, or only had, you know, two people, uh, two zeros, or 10 zeros, you know, uh, that's just poor planning on your guys' part. Uh, it's very advantageous if you use it this week and set your teams up to make sure that you have full coverage this week, at least 10 starters uh, for the double game week, uh, and then planning your transfers out so that you still have, you know, possibly nine, eight to nine starters for the double game week in 31 while still saving enough um players and transfers to make sure that in round 32 you can feel the full 11. Uh, if you have it, you need to use it this week. Uh, otherwise you're using it for what round 31 and then, and then what, and then you're going to have one more week where there's a bunch of buys and then you get another wild card anyway, just use it this week, plan out your transfers, finish the year strong. And I think our good friend Andrew makes a very good case, and we'll be I'll be giving you some picks from his team in the coming minutes when he says, by using your wild card this round, he himself is able to have a plan to be able to have 26 double game week players over the rest of the season and no hits and no zeros for round 32. Of course, this does not count about injuries or those sorts of things, but that's that's pretty pretty nice numbers, pretty good potential points right there. Yeah, Andrew, uh, Andrew and I were discussing this earlier on Twitter, and his strategy and my strategy is almost, I would say, maybe three players off total, where he chooses a Houston player, I would choose a San Jose player, and you know when he chooses a Seattle player, I choose somebody else. But uh, it's a fantastic strategy. Plan it out. I know it's, it takes a lot of effort, but if you're in the top 100 or right outside on the bubble and you want to get in just as an accomplishment, like for me, I've been playing this in my third year, and I've been – literally right outside the top 100 every single time. The very last game of the season last year, I think it was 91st. And I, and I ended up getting to like 103 last year. So it's my goal to get inside the top 100 this year. And this strategy is foolproof. Count. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I praise, I praise. Uh, well, guys, of course, with double game weeks, there are always some single game week players who are going to shine and, and stand out. I know you may mention some more of these guys in depth further on, but just real quick, what who are a few single game week players that people might want to consider? Well, I would think anyone from New York City or Colorado um, would be the place to start because, like we mentioned, the U.S. Open Cup is going to be next week. I think especially uh, FC Dallas and, and probably the Revs too, they're going to be benching a lot of people in order to get ready for the match. Um, for FC Dallas, that's a trophy that they really care about. It's Lamar Hunt, named after their owner. Um, for the Revs, it's probably their only chance at silverware. So <laughs> for the for the Rapids, I mean, they're on the road at Dallas. But especially for New York City, for Villa, for Lampard, they're going to be getting a bad team who's probably resting a whole lot of players. That's a good recipe. That's probably where I would start. I, I don't think you have a whole lot of other great single uh, game week options uh, unless you're just kind of looking – um, ahead, like maybe the Columbus crew guys like Finlay, uh, Miram, if he comes back um, for single, single game week. I think most of the value for this round is, is going to be in the double game week players. Yeah, I agree with Mike. My team is right now um, 10 double game week players and one switcheroo. Um, and that switcheroo would include David Villa who, for the reasons like Mike said, 
I think has a great matchup this week. Um, also, I think maybe you could do well with the New York Red Bulls players, Bradley Wright Phillips and Sasha Kleschen. Um, home match against DC, whose defense has been kind of leaky. Doesn't seem like a bad a bad choice to me. They've been kind of kind of good lately, and I think that anytime the Red Bulls are at, are at home against a kind of shaky defense, you could do pretty well. So I couldn't blame you for uh, having either of those guys. Very good tips. So let's move into our questions for our positions. I'm really excited this week because we have a keeper question and a defender question. Rarely ever happens. So on the minds of many people, especially with the wild card pending, what is the best keeper combo for the rest of the season? Yeah, so this is a great question. I actually highlighted this in my punts article. Um, obviously with Tarbell at San Jose at 3.9%, um, I'm sorry, 3.9 million, that's probably going to be your cheapest active starter, uh, which will also get you a double game week in double game week 31. And then uh, including the bye week around 32, I think you could also go with Willis uh, for Houston Dynamo, uh, which will have a double game week in 32 where a lot of teams have buys and he is 4.9 million. Uh, both of those I think are your best bet for a cheap combo. You could also do a row and a uh, Tarbell, um, but Tarbell is by far, far and away the cheapest starting keeper. And then you could throw in your mix of uh, other 4.9 keepers, Willis, Ster- uh, excuse me, Willis, Rowe, Blake, um, you know, kind of take your pick. But like I said, take into consideration your buys in game week 31, or I'm sorry, game week 32, and the double game weeks in 31 and 32. Why don't you go ahead and mention his team? Who? Tarbell. Oh, I said San Jose. Oh, if, if I didn't say San Jose, I'm sorry. San Jose. Since both other keepers at San Jose got injured, Tarbell at 3.9. San Jose. Earthquakes. California. Bay Area. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Jay's about right. Um, I, I tend to favor Roe a little bit more heavily because of the schedule. Uh, and, I mean, I want to get the double game week this week. Uh, but I, I have, uh, when I wildcarded last week, I have uh, Roe and Tarbell. Um it's probably worth pointing out that you're not going to get a double game week keeper out of Colorado in 32 because 32 is during an international break. And so you're likely going to lose Tim Howard for the first match of Colorado's uh, DGW. So, uh, yeah, I mean, really, if you want the double game week in 32, you ha- kind of have to go with Willis. So, um, yeah, I think your choices are probably for this week, uh, either Roe or Willis or Roe and Tarbell. And I want Tarbell. Very nice. Then moving on to our defender side. If you could have any LA defender for the double game week, which one would you choose? Well, I'd have Sterez because Yella Van Dam did not travel for the LA game, so he seems like a bad pick, and Sterez is cheap. I guess maybe this question means price doesn't matter, but you know what? According to MLSFantasyViz.com, 100% of the managers in the top 100 own Sterez, <laughs> and I agree. We have lost Jay. Why don't you jump really? in, Mike? I know you were uh, advocating yeah. a different L.A. person last week. Well, I mentioned Romney, but, I mean, if you had to pick one, I think it would still be Sterez. Um, I mean, I don't know what the rotation is going to be like this week. I mean, we all know Bruce Arena, especially on the road. Uh, he could rotate. But, I mean, I think your best bet is still going to be Sterez. I think he's one of the cheapest. He's a consistent starter. And, I mean, going forward – I think you're going to get good value for him. I mean, there's a reason he's 100% owned. He's one of the best defenders at one of the cheapest prices. You kind of have to have him. Very nice. Are you back, Jason? Yeah. um, Okay, I thought uh, we had you drop for a second. Well, you're back uh, just in time. We're going to do our our, our picks. So, So, Simon, kick us off with our picks for keepers and defenders. Okay, so my picks for the keepers. I've got Bush as my goalkeeper pick for the week, um, which I didn't hear mentioned during the 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 question, but I kind of like Bush more than Rowe, which might be stupid. I don't know. Whichever way you want to put it, I think they're comparable options. Um, and then for defenders, my defender picks are Kamara from um, Montreal and Sterez from L.A., and the boy Justin Glad from Real Salt Lake. I think those are some saucy defender and goalkeeper picks. 
Yeah, um, I'm right there with you, Simon. I like uh, Bush and Rowe as my keepers. I'm sorry, uh, excuse me, Bush as my keeper um, for this week. Kamara, Steris, and Glad as well. Um, like I said, I wild carded, so I'm going with heavy double game week keepers and uh, defenders. And I see the point for Rowe as a, you know, as a, as a keeper, they have a favorable schedule, but the way I look at it is this, if you bring in Bush on your wild card, he is a little more expensive, but you have him for the double game week 28 and the double game week 31. And then you got Willis coming in for the double game week uh, 32. So you're essentially maximizing your keeper picks for the next three double game weeks instead of where Rowe is one double game week. So I'm opting with yep. Kamara, or excuse Bush. me, I'm opting with Bush. Spend a little bit more money. Uh, still got like four or five mil in the bank. So Bush is the same more price m- as Rowe. Oh well, more money, more problems. Let's go. <laughs> well, I, I think we're going three for three on the defenders. I have Kamara, um, Glad, and Steris as well. Um, I, I know we have all the Bush love. But uh, I'll, I'll throw out another name, um, Joe Bendick at 4.9. He's been pretty consistent. I know they have a lot of road games, but that gets you uh, the same uh, double game weeks uh, as as uh, Bush does. So uh, I think that's an interesting pick. Um, they're playing all Eastern Conference teams after this double game week. Um, I don't know. Just Kind of, kind of an off pick if you want to kind of go different from Montreal. I mean, I, I have Roe myself, but uh, if you want to look at someone different than uh, Bush, uh, I would go with Bendick. Very nice. And actually, we have four picks because Andrew sent me his picks, and so we don't go four for four because Andrew likes Roe and Willis for his keeper picks. And the reason he does is because he has four Montreal field players, which I'll be getting to. And I must say, I like the chances of the field players getting points more so than Bush will in goal. But at defense, we are four for four. He has Sterez, Kamara, that's Kamara with a C, and Glad. Also on his bench, he's got Campbell and then Hoberry. Crazy. Crazy, crazy taxi. Choose your driver. <laughs> but moving on to midfielders, with all the game, by the way, great game. <laughs> with like all the offense. away games uh, that Orlando has, does that make you want to shy away from their players? No. Well, Kaka would be the only player I'd pick up, and he is on my team. Um, possibly an MPG, but Laren being out, Molino being out, um, I think they have some defenders that are healthy now. I don't know if they're riding the pine or not, but I wouldn't touch their defense uh, with the 10 foot pole, but um, offensively, I still think they're going to produce. So. Yeah. I mean, outside of Kaka, I wouldn't really go too much on Orlando other than maybe Bendik, like I suggested earlier, um, because Bendik's cheap. Uh, I mean, I could also see Molino, but he doesn't have the double game week this week. Uh, because of the international duty. But, I mean, it, it is a rough schedule. That, that's why I don't think he the, – the Laren and Molino being out, I think, is almost a saving grace for managers because it gives them an excuse not to go deep on, on Orlando offense. Uh, I, I, mean, at, I mean, at L.A., at Montreal, at D.C., at Toronto, um, you know, before the, before the bye in 32, there's just not going to be a whole lot of goals. They seem to do a lot better at home, or, or Orlando does. So I, I would expect – some diminished production from them. Very good. And now the question I alluded to earlier, Jay, Mike, and Simon, jump in if you want to. Can Fat Frank keep his form going? It's really hard to argue um, against it. I mean, it defies all laws of gravity and common knowledge. <laughs> um, but, you know, with this, this week um, with NYC playing a New England team, in New York that will probably rest a lot of its starters. I could see him doing very well. Um, then they play, Oh, I'm sorry. They're away at new England. I apologize. Um, then they're home against Dallas home against Chicago and away at Houston. Um, I mean, fat Frank is, he's been stellar all year when he's, when he's played, um, there's no arguing that, but in my opinion, 
I think your transfers are still better served trying to get double game week players um, and uh, forming your team uh, to the round 28 and round 31 and 32 double game weeks. So for me, I wouldn't take them, but as a single game week player, yeah, I could see him doing well. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'll, obviously as a New York city fan, uh, I like watching hope, hope Lampard keeps up his form. Um, but the last um, expected goals numbers show that he was more than doubling um, what his expected goals rate was. I mean, since he's been in MLS, he's been productive, but I, I don't think he can keep up this rate um, for too long. Then again, he's getting more fit. But I, I mean, I think for a single game week, you know, he's a good option this week. But I mean, probably have a plan to, to get him out uh, in, in a week or two after that. He's in the top 10 of points per 90. So that's definitely definitely some ni- nice numbers right there. Yeah, I mean, since he's come back this year, I mean, he, he's been stellar. I mean, I, th- I think he's probably averaging a goal every other game, if, if not more than that. Um, I mean, he's been getting into the positions to, to get good shots and kind of make some chances happen. But the expected goals suggest that he's converting a crazy amount. So, <laughs> you know. It's. I mean, it's kind of the same thing as Piotti, whether or not you trust the expected goals model or just what, what, how many goals he's scored to, so far. Who is also in the top 10 for points per 90. Exactly. <laughs> and we'll get to him. We will get to him. But that's all the questions we have for our midfielders. So let's just get right to our picks, Jay. All right. Well, my picks this week um, are going to be Kaká, Javier Morales, I can finally say it again. Um, <laughs> Piatti. And I really like uh, two sneaky picks, and it's going to be Legit from L.A. and MPG from Orlando City. MPG has not scored or assisted while being with um, Orlando City, but yet he still put up pretty decent numbers. So I want to say he's averaging seven to eight points since he's been with Orlando City. Um, so I'm personally going to take Legit, I think. But um, I think MPG at 7.7 million um, and 0.6% ownership is a pretty sneaky point. When did he went switch over to Orlando? Um, not, let me see. I'm not too sure. I was just looking at his history early when I was writing the Ponce article. But I want to say it was – oh, I'm sorry. He hasn't been averaging – uh, seven or eight points. I'm sorry, I was thinking of a different player on my puns list. I think I was thinking of uh, Quintero or Alex. Um, yeah, but MPG I think is a sneaky pick uh, with the double with the four double game weeks coming up. All right, he's he's gotten a one, a two, a one, a four, and a three, something along those lines. Hasn't been really stellar, but I like him as a player. Sorry, I've interrupted you guys. Keep going. Were those all your picks, Jay? Uh, for midfield, yeah. So, so Kaká, Legit, Morales, and Piatti are my midfield picks this week. Yeah, my, mine are pretty similar. Uh, Giralis, Kaká, Piatti, Lampard, and uh, Legit. I'll just give you three. Piatti, Kaká, and Javier Morales. Uh, I think you probably have to have those three. And the rest, Whatever. And coming in for Andrew, he has MPG as well, Kaká, Javier Morales, and Piatti. And then on his bench, he has Roldan from uh, Seattle. Little little budget right there. And unlike most rounds, we actually just have a throwaway question for our forwards here since we had no questions for forwards. So if you guys have any other insights you want to give, feel free to do so. But this one is about Jason's favorite topic. Is Real Salt Lake a good investment for this round? And are you worried about any rotations? Well, why don't I answer the Real Salt Lake question? Because why not? Um, I think they're a fine investment for this round. You know, they've been a good team all season. And the matchups, they've got a home game against the Los Angeles Galaxy, who have traveled a somewhat injured team. Uh, No Van Damme, no Keane. No, that other guy, Gerard. 
I don't know. That's a, that's a pretty sizable chunk of their team missing. I think that could be solid. It's always hard to play at Salt Lake. They're undefeated at home. Um, you know, they, they can put up some offense. So that seems like a reasonable matchup in itself. And then they're away to Portland. Portland is a trash team full of trash players because their their team sucks because they're the Portland Timbers. Um, no, in all reality, Portland might be fine, but their defense is pretty leaky. And so I think you could expect some some goals there, perhaps maybe not as great there on the defensive end of things because in Portland goals get scored. But you never know. The wall of the Wasatch always makes that a tough time. So I like Real Salt Lake's matchups. Rotation, you always have to worry about rotation. I don't think you do any more than normal with this one, though. So that's that's how double game weeks work. There's rotation. Woo, scary. <laughs> I love it, Simon. Um, yeah, I think that uh, I think it's fine to invest in RSL this week for their attacking um, aspects. So for me, obviously, Javier Morales in midfield. Um, Mata <clears throat> and Yura up top, I think, are great picks. I do like Burrito, too, but like I was saying earlier um, before the show, when you're a Mopsisian gets hot, he's a very streaky player. And I want to say he's hit the, the the woodwork more than any other player this year. And coming off of a brace two weeks ago, last, last game week that uh, RSL played, and then he did miss a PK. Um, but that confidence is just exuding from every, every orifice of his body. So uh, I think that it's a safe bet to invest in that. The only rotation I can see happening would be um, RSL did just sign an attacking midfielder from the Monarchs, uh, which is their USL affiliate. And uh, he is supposedly really good. I don't know how um, quickly they will integrate him into the system, but I could see Javier Morales being, you know, I could see him going maybe 120 minutes, maybe 140 max. Uh, Yura typically has been the first to get subbed off for Olmes Garcia, so I could see there being some sort of a uh, rotation between those two. Um, other than that, I think you know if you if you want to get one, I think Plata is still your man. If you want to be sneaky, uh, Yura and then uh, Mr. Burrito. Guys, y'all y'all are forgetting RSL doesn't care about your fantasy team. <laughs> they are bad at rotations. Um, you're not going to get the value you think this week, and then the weeks later, Houston, Dallas, San Jose, all teams that prioritize defense and are usually pretty good at clamping down opposing fantasy players. So even if you go for this week, you're probably going to have to ship them off right away. So no, I don't want to invest too much in RSL because they don't care playing, about the fantasy team. They're playing here. They have three home games in their next four weeks. Home against LA, away at Portland, home against Houston, and home against Dallas. Um, typically, after the 60th minute, teams start to break down because of the altitude. Um, I'll take my chances on them. Yeah, I mean, they have some good home games, but other teams that you could get have home games as well, like Montreal, against terrible opponents like New England. You know, So I think there's just some more value in RS, especially since RSL doesn't have another double game week coming up. You know, I think that if you want to do the long-term plan, I just think there's some more value elsewhere. I mean, you maybe pick up an RSL. Read my plan. <laughs> it's a fair comment. It's a fair comment. Good, good stuff. Well, there's one thing I want you to ex- expand upon, Jay, because I think you're a good position to to say this, and then you can say whatever else you'd like. Yeah. Uh, we saw some some crazy things happen with penalty kicks recently from Real Salt Lake. How is that going to impact? player delegation to those types of duties and how can people consider that when they're making their fantasy picks i so in my mind i personally think that plata will be on pks because plata has not missed a pk this year um i think i actually think was it either plata or, or Joralis missed one um in the in the conca calf tournament earlier this year um but typically like i said javier morales has been on pks uh they gave it to yura um, because he would have had the hat trick. Uh, I, I would personally rank it. I think that it would be Plata, then Javier Morales, and then Yura pending Yura on another hat trick possibility. 
So like I said before, if you're going to take any RSL players, I think you take Plata, then you can get Javier Morales, then Yura and Burrito. That's how I would rank them. Um, but Plata, I think he's, he's still on most set pieces, most corner kicks, things like that, which to me seems that Javier Morales is probably not going to be with the team next year. I think he's going to retire, and that's why they've been delegating a lot of the duties to another player. Um, and then what I was saying before was, Mike, you said that, you know, I see your point about how Houston or how RSL play against Houston, Dallas, and San Jose defensive teams, but RSL play um, when uh, – when oh, you said never mind. Never mind. They moved the Open Cup game up. Never mind. I'm looking at that's Reed's right. outdated – uh, thing, but so. you know they change things. I, I do I do what I can. There's there's only so much to go around. And I I forgot to ask this in the last round, so I'll ask it now because this is just a catch all anyway. And you've talked a whole lot, Jason, so we can let Mike and Simon answer this one unless you really really want to. But Ladero, with Dempsey being gone, how is this affecting your interest in Ladero going forward? Okay, so I want to take this one if that's okay. Um, Yep, and I think that Lodero is still probably a must-own player in fantasy, but I do think it lowers his his um, ceiling a little bit. And maybe I wouldn't have him this week because they're away at San Jose. It doesn't seem like a real high-scoring game to me. But then next week they're home to Vancouver. I'll be transferring in Lodero right away. Um, he's still going to be good. The problem is. Right, without Dempsey, that's one less player that the opposing team has to worry about. So now, you know, they get to put more focus on defending against Lodero, and so that's just how it is for any team. You know, when you lose one of your good attacking players, it means that there's more focus on the others. So I don't think you can expect Lodero to have maybe as much open space as he did in in previous rounds. That said, you know, it was the same thing against Portland, and he still managed to score a goal. Or, wait, no, have two assists. Sorry. You know, he'll still get involved even even when it means, um, you know, even if he's being defended more, I think he's still a great player to have. Just maybe, like, lower the expectations a little bit. You think he'll be on set pieces and corner kick? Oh, I'm sorry, set pieces and PKs? Um, n- I hope not. Because he's not very good at taking set pieces. I don't know why even Shits isn't taking them. That's just dumb. Um, I don't know why our team keeps letting him do that. I don't care that he takes the set pieces for whoever else, you know, like even Shits is better at it. And I hope he's not on penalties, but Clint Dempsey shouldn't be t- taking penalties either because he's crap at them. And Brad Evans has never missed a penalty kick. Um, Here we go. Brad Evans took penalty kicks for years. I don't know why we can't have Brad Evans taking the penalty kicks. So I don't know. Brian Schmetzer seems to let the players figure that out instead of making a decision himself. I love the guy. I hope he gets the job. Blah, blah, blah. Rant, 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 rant. But, yeah, uh, who knows because it seems like the players get to make those choices. All right. Mike, do you have something to add? Uh, No, I think that's pretty much about it other than to say – I mean, Ladero is one of the few good offensive options in 31 that has a double game week and who also plays in 32. So, I mean, after this week, you're probably going to have to buy him, you know, regardless, just to get set up for that. But but I think Simon's right. I think his uh, ceiling has gone down um, without Dempsey. Uh, I mean, I don't know what the set pieces or PKs are going to be, but he's just going to have a lot less space because, I mean, he's only going to really have Morris and maybe what – Hercules Gomez to, to pass to Valdez and El Flaco. <laughs> yeah, Fernandez, so I mean, it's it's not know. the best of times for for Seattle, but I mean, he's gonna play. They're pushing for a playoff spot. He's still really talented, so he's gonna generate um, pretty good bonus points. So, but lower your expectations. Very nice, very nice. Well, my expectations are high for your forward picks. So, who are you guys going with? Well, I don't know. I think my picks suck. So. Uh, Plata and Dos Santos both have a double game week, and I think you should have them in your team. Those are my two picks, as well as David Villa. Um, I like him. Maybe I heard that Drogba is healthy, like Mike was saying earlier, so I might switch Villa to Drogba if I see Drogba in that starting lineup against Orlando. But I guess, yeah, I the ones I have right now are Plata, Dos Santos, and Villa. 
And for my chalkboard picks, you could add Drogba to that list. So I'll have four forward picks. You can't play four forwards, but deal with it. I'm giving you four picks anyway. <laughs> yeah, mine are uh, Plata, Drogba, and Urim of Sissian. Uh, pending Drogba's or the lineup, uh, it, you know, obviously it'll be Drogba. Um, I also really do like Oduro. Now, this is something Andrew and I discussed before uh, this game. And then also, um, Blaine and I were talking about this too. Blaine um, Riffle, one of our writers, actually tweeted out um, from Last Word on Sports a really good article about how integral Dominic Oduro has been to uh, Montreal's playoff run. So I'll, I'll spare you with all the all of the mumbo jumbo, but pretty much what it is is um, Aduro, uh, Montreal is negative, um, negative wins uh, without Aduro, um, but I'm sorry, uh, he's, they're negative one um, goals without Aduro, but when he's in the lineup, they're plus eight. So that just shows how you know, integral Aduro is to uh, Montreal. So if Aduro and Montreal are in the lineup, I may actually take both of them over Yura. So I want to put four forwards as well, and that's going to be Plata, Yura, Aduro, and Drogba. Well, I'll, I guess y'all can fill in for my forward spot. I only have two, David Villa and uh, Didier Drogba. And if Drogba doesn't play, I would go Dos Santos. Very nice. I'm glad you clarified that, Jason, because I was going to say, I think a negative win would be a loss. Yeah, I meant, I meant goal scored. Goal scored. It, was, it was something like that. I'm going off of memory. But, um, well, speaking, but, of, yeah. speaking of Andrew, his picks for forwards are Orduro, Drogba, and Plata. And then on the bench, he has Polk from Portland, just rounding off as some more cheap guys. So those are very nice. So I have to ask, fellas, as we always do, wrapping it all up, who's your captain pick? I'm going to go with Piotti. I haven't decided yet. I'm leaning towards Piotti as well because I like his matchups the most, I think. But I don't know. It's so difficult. I would like Kaká because Kaká, I think, has the best potential maybe, but... The two away matches are really scary to me. So I think Piotti probably. Yeah, I'm going with um, Drogba if he starts game one just because Drogba typically in double game weeks uh, scores in braces or hatties. Uh, if he does not start, uh, I'll switch it over to Piotti, but I think uh, it'll be Drogba. And Andrew is going with Piotti. So some very nice Montreal representation all around. That is all that we have for our questions, unless you all have anything else you would like to add before we move on to our community time. No. Well, excellent. I hope you guys find that helpful when making your wild card. Uh, you can check out, I was actually going to mention as well, Blaine's article, uh, Last Word on Sports, where he does talk about Montreal and Oduro. If you check out MLS Fantasy Boss right now, I have an article posted that has a points per 90 recap up through round 27, so you can get the latest info on that. And then I, of course, will be having an article coming out on MLS Soccer tomorrow that is focusing on wildcard picks. So a lot of options will be thrown around right there. But now it's our favorite time, the community time, or maybe the time when you all stop listening to the show. But this is one of my favorite parts. The top scorer for the r slash fantasy MLS league this round is Zach Sanchez, who got 106 points with his team, Sporting Esmo. And that's just one point off of the top score. And that was an awesome way to go. You, uh, he Captain V also brought in Fat Frank and Diaz, and he had Dos Santos and Legette and Valeri and Felipe and Zimmerman and Campbell and Rose. So he just got points everywhere. And I, I'm, I'm sure you're very disappointed that you did not get the high score. But we are very happy that you are representing r slash fantasy MLS in such a fantastic way. So good job, Zach. Well done. And now for, I guess, legit really my favorite part of this whole segment, the MLS Fantasy Insider 
head-to-head league. So unfortunately, I have to say for myself, I, I did fall down one more spot overall, but I expect to do so much with, with these poor rounds. Uh, but I went up against you, Jason. You are a very strong opponent, and your 73 points just, just stopped me with my 55. Suck it, Reed. Suck it, Reed, indeed. Uh, though another very tight game was fantasy football 24 seven versus Mr. Guy Sanchez and guy lost by seven points, 88 to 81. I don't, I don't know. What do you all think that he maybe throw that one to his, uh, his other fantasy gig there? Yeah. He's 0 for three. He suspicious, everything. suspicious. Uh, next collusion. Mike, collusion. Mike, collusion, Mike, you took on older goaler. What happened? Uh, lost by 15. Um, thanks Robbie Keane. <laughs> I'm not sure if he could have gotten that 15, but older goalers did very well this year. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so it was a good game. Andrew took on Travis, and Travis won 75 to 74. One of the closest, actually, the closest game of the round. So, congrats to both of you guys there. Those were very, very good scores. Uh, Simon, I think you did well this round. Did I? I got to be honest, I did not check the score. Well, aren't you awful? You went up against Ivan the Terrible from Fantasy Football first, and you won 69 to 57. So okay. at least somebody in this group is continuing well, to beat European teams. Look, all I can say is that the only reason I didn't check the score is because Ivan the Terrible literally has terrible in his name. If I didn't win, I'd just have to go hide <laughs> under a rock somewhere. I mean, it's clear. It's obvious that I was going to win. Why would I check the well, score? He's terrible. You, you better be careful because he's still second overall on our table and you're third. So you, you got to get us some American representation higher up in this thing. So Whatever. It sucks Finally, to be our Ivan. friend I'm Ben Beer from MLS beat my buddy Steve the taco, as we would hope, 68-240. So well played. Well played. Coming up for round 28. Big time game. I'm taking on Simon. Simon, who's in the top four. Me, who, well, we don't have to worry about that. But we're going to go head-to-head next round. We'll see what happens. Ben is taking on Andrew, and that will be a good game, I hope. My buddy Steve is taking on Older Goaler, so congrats, man, on that win. Mr. Guy Sanchez is taking on Ivan the Terrible from Fantasy Football first. Jason, you are taking on Travis. That should be some fun times. I, I hope to see some trash talking gifs posted on Twitter for that. And then Mike, you're you gotta come through for us. You're taking on fantasy football twenty four seven. No pressure. No pressure. I'll just get ready for freedom. Yes, get pressure. Freedom, yes, pressure. Suck it, England. <laughs> you guys are awful. Uh, for those of you who are playing Fantasy Premier League, that kicks back off next round as well. We're having some fun times with our r slash fantasy MLS head-to-head leagues. I don't have a recap of that right now, but it is it has been pretty fun so far as I knew it would be. But if you're looking for tips for Fantasy Premier League, that's not something I do. There's people who are way more involved in that than I am. Check out places like Fantasy Football 24-7 and Fantasy Football First. Those have been great communities for myself to find tips for, and they've been so much fun to be involved in the MLS side of things as well. So give them a look. And that leads us to plugs. Guys, what do you want to talk about before we sign off? Fantasy punts and differentials, they're back. Better than ever. Uh, I'll probably have an article up at Hudson River Blue uh, coming up tomorrow, and if, as, as well as the injury report at uh, Fantasy Boss. So check those out. Reed, I did want to ask you, um, I was talking to Blaine earlier. Uh, has it been confirmed about the MLS gift card negative four thingamajigger? MLS gift card negative four thingamajigger. That's, uh, you have to be more specific. Um, I'm not sure, but um, Blaine tweeted me and said that the highest round score gets a $25 gift card, and that's the round score, not counting negative fours. Um, I'm not sure exactly what that was, but he wanted me to holler at you guys and see if you heard about it. Uh, Correct. Yes, it's been my understanding that all season, whoever has scored the highest points for the round has received a $25 gift card to the MLS store. Okay, well, maybe that's something. If you read my articles on MLS, then you would know that because I frequently mention it. (laughs) Well, you know, it's difficult when I want to read something. Well, it's difficult when I want to read something, but the titles are always different and always wrong, and it it's not exactly what I want to read because obviously the title isn't what I want. So MLS fans most. Thanks for your support, man. But what titles do you want, Jay? I want you're a, you're a, you're a, you're a, you're a, 
Yeah. Yeah. Fairies and glitter. Um... Jason. <laughs> well, there's all kinds of things, but as far as plugs go, be sure to check out everything that's on MLS Fantasy Boss. As we've already been mentioning, Blaine will have some articles on there for his his uh, top XI, his top 11, for he thinks is going to happen for this round. So not only does he write for Last Word on Sports, but he shares his knowledge with us at MLS Fancy Boss. Be sure to check out r slash fantasy MLS for the captain poll and other items that have been popping up for discussions and rate my teams to get just feedback from the rest of the people from the community who are also playing. It is a great resource. So with that being said, good luck. <laughs>